so many people have realized that they have climbed the ladder. Mm -hmm. They're now at the top and they realize that their ladder is leaning against the wrong building. Yep. They've done the wrong thing. And now they don't know either. They either don't know how to get out of it mm -hmm. or they're just, I'm just going to, I'm just going to buckle down and do it anyways. So then of course, but what happens? Then they get more into more and more into depression. They get more or they're, or they get into anxiety. Their health is now falling apart because they're under stress up the yin yang. Right. Does this scenario sound familiar to you? then you are going to love this conversation with Barbara Ellison. Barbara is the founder of the Wellness Playroom. She is a transformational life trainer, a certified personality science trainer, and positive intelligence coach. She is on a mission to nourish the world and make happiness the norm rather than the exception. Before we get to our show, I just want to take a moment to remind you that at Plena Vita, CEOs and professionals hire us to unleash their true potential and maximize their impact. Because they're sick and tired of being sick and tired and having to choose between success and their own well-being. We serve our clients in three ways. First of all, by restarting the flow of natural energy within the body to encourage whole body wellness. Secondly, by improving mental clarity and resilience. And thirdly, by creating a meaningful life through alignment of purpose and core beliefs. Bottom line, we help our leaders become happy, healthy, and unlimited. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fully Alive podcast. Welcome, everyone, to this episode of the Fully Alive podcast. My name is Mary Maduna Gross, and today I am delighted to share time with Barbara Ellison. Barbara and I met a few months ago, and she is the kind of person that I want to pick up and, and call when I feel like I'm stuck in my own head. And so today's conversation, Barbara has given me permission to say, Barbara, let's just see where this goes, because I have no doubt that what we create here in this space is exactly what either we need to be reminded of for ourselves and or you as a listener. This is what you need to hear today. So Barbara, thank you for setting aside this time for us today. Oh, thanks, Mary. And thanks so much for having me. I truly believe that we meet the people that we are supposed to meet, do the things that we're supposed to do at the time that we're supposed to do them. And that's where this episode comes in. And what I love what you just said, because sometimes the things that I say are more for me than yes. they are for somebody else. And yet other times people will call me back and or message me back and say, oh, Barbara, I needed to hear that. Yes. Yeah. And because I truly believe that God has the perfect timing and it's out there. Exactly. Doing what you do with the people you're doing it and at the right time. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. So again, thank you for being here. Oh, we're here. Before we dive into this content, I would love to have some, con I want people to know a little bit about you the way mm -hmm. that I, uh, I know yeah. a little bit about you because that context helps us make meaning of what it is then that we're going to talk about. So give us some highlights. Who's Barbara Allison? I've always been an outgoing, just out there a little bit, just love talking to people and all those kinds of things. However, 
I've realized now that so much of that came at a price because, and it wasn't, and it, and it started, I started with a tragedy when I lost my husband 12, yeah. 12 years ago, it was 12 years ago on Saturday. Wow. And when he passed away, I went into, of course, the widow's fog. But then when I woke up from my widow's fog, I can tell you exactly, and I think I've said this to you, I can tell you exactly where I was sitting the day that I woke up. And it was in that moment that I said, okay, Barbara, David has died. You have not. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And I was like, oh, yeah, what am I going to do? And right in that moment, Mary, I had no idea. Yeah, how could you, right? Because I knew what I could do financially and I knew what I could do in my job, but what was I going to do? Right. What was I going to do? And in that moment, I realized that it was the scariest moment of my life. It still makes me cry because I've been there. And I know at that moment, I had absolutely no idea of who I was outside of all the labels that I had put on myself daughter and then being a wife and then being a mother and then being a divorced failure yeah. but then being a successful wife again and then being a grandmother and a business owner and now I'm a widow well who am I in all of that and I had no idea and I had no idea how to find out luckily though God is good and um, uh, I got a phone call out of the blue that said, would you like to look, would you like one of those, you know, <laughs> messages that you get? Would you like, would you be interested in learning how to do online marketing? And it struck a chord. What? Online marketing. That is something I have never, uh, ever done. Okay. But from that, and now mm -hmm. I can look back. And the Steve Jobs always says that you can look back and connect the dots. Yes. From that one phone call, looking back, I went to, I was introduced to another person, introduced me to a guy named Jim Bunch. He had a group coaching, pro, group coaching program called The Ultimate Game of Life. And I said, well, I'm going to join that. I've met my first really good girlfriend. Her name was Pat. And I met her and she was also a widow. Okay. So we met there. From there, I met our coach. His okay. name was Bill. And just, I can look back now and see all the progression of where I went to the, to get my coaching. And then all of a sudden woke up in the middle of an event, another wake up, another, right. and it's not even a waking up, but it's an awareness of, ooh, that's what I want to do. And I was sitting in this class and they talked about coaching. And I said, ooh, that's what I want to do. I want to help other people take them on this journey that I've been on myself. Yeah. And so now through all these years, so then I got certified as a transformational life coach and as a personality science trainer, as part of my personality science trainer. Oh, and I do have a free gift for your audience. A okay. personality assessment, which I'll, don't let me forget. Okay. To, 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 to. But anyways, in that, when I took that class and learned how to be a trainer, I realized that for 60 years, I had been living by somebody else's rules. Which let's is, pause. yeah, let's just pause with that. 
for a moment. 60 years of living by someone else's rules. And before we get more into Barbara's story, just turn that back on yourself, listener, for a minute. How long have you been living by somebody else's rules? Okay, now we can go. Yep. Because, like, I was brought up to be very conservative, very... And so there was me. Remember I told you I was a kind of an outgoing girl. You know what? Oh, professional women do not wear bright red lipstick. Right. Professional women do not wear have bright red toes and fingernails. Mm -hmm. Why not? Because that was the rules. Exactly. And, and I remember when I had... One day my oldest sister, Lover Dearly, and were best friends. But she, one day she did say to me, she said, Barb, you always were slightly different than the rest of us. And now I've quit apologizing for that. Amen. This is me. If you like me, great. If you don't, that's okay too, because I like me. Yes. And I've accepted me. And I now know who I am. I am this outgoing, sometimes just larger than life kind of girl that, and that's okay because we need those kinds of people. We, we do. We absolutely need those kinds of people. Mm. But now what, how that has morphed is that I now work with late career business owners, business leaders who are now facing retirement and they have no idea of who they are outside of their job title or their job description. Oh they have no idea of who they are within what they do. Yeah. And that is one of the biggest things, because if people do not find that out while they're, while they still have the job, they're going to face retirement. And chances are they will be either dead into drugs or alcohol within eight, within 18 to 24 months because they can't make the transition. Because they don't know who they are. Right. And you cannot sit around and watch TV and eat bonbons. And you can only play so much golf. Right. That's why so many people go back to work. However, what fuels your passion? Mm -hmm. I always call it, what is going to make your soul sing? Mm -hmm. You know, and for myself, I happen to be in the wellness space. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I'm right now, I'm creating a, a course called Beyond the Job mm -hmm. because I want people to have their next career, you know, in quotes, their next career to be one of unlimited wellness. Yes. Well, there's three parts to wellness. There's your psychological, your spiritual, your knowing who you are. There's mm -hmm. that piece. There's also your physical wellness, which is what I deal in. Your physical wellness. Do you have the energy to do what you want to do? You know, that, that now that you know who you are, do you have the physical energy to do what you want to do? But then there's the other, is the financial piece. Do you have enough income to retire on to do the things that you want to do with your newfound energy and your newfound zest for life? Do you have the money to sustain it? Sure. That's what it's all about. But it's, you have to start while you still have, an, while you still have a job. Okay, right. Great place to start. Sure. So many corporate people have realized that they have climbed the corporate ladder. Mm -hmm. They're now at the top and they realize that their corporate ladder is leaning against the wrong building. Yep. They've done the wrong thing. 
And now they don't know either. They either don't know how to get out of it mm-hmm. or they're just, I'm just going to, I'm just going to buckle down and do it anyways. So then of course, but what happens? Then they get more into more and more into depression. They get more or they're, or they get into anxiety. Their health is now falling apart because they're under stress up the yin yang. Right. Okay. Something will give or they're on more and more medication. Let's number one, let's go back to the beginning. There's four steps. Who are you? Like in my case, I'll be very honest with you. I'm a woman of faith. So in my, for me, it's no God. Mm -hmm. Find freedom from the limiting beliefs that are keeping you stuck where you are. Mm -hmm. Okay. What's your, what is your purpose? What's your calling? What were you put here for? But then take all of those first three things. Okay. Now let's make a difference in the world of the people around you. When you have that, you will have your life of un- unlimited wellness in each of the areas of your life. And I think one of the exercises that I have people do is, okay, what does your future you look like? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Five years from now, or maybe even one year from now, one year from now, what are you doing? What uh-huh. does your future you look like? What, how are you dressed? What are you doing? How much money do you have? What does your future you look like? And when you can have that piece, you will realize that your future you starts today. Yes. And I would say in, in, in terms of a segue here, yeah. because I'm going to ask you to go back. Go but ahead. the reason I'm going to ask you to go back here is because how many times have we recreated who I am today mm-hmm. into the future? Mm-hmm. Because I'm operating from those same core beliefs. I'm operating from those so- same people that I'm surrounding myself with and the mm-hmm. same social rules. Right. Right. Yes. And so what we end up doing is just creating more of the same. And, the and same. so let's go back for a minute. Okay. You have created a beautiful vision for us here about what is possible. What's possible. So let's go back to the fog that you were in. And I'm really curious to hear your take on. What do you think keeps us living by other people's rules? Number one, I think one of the biggest things for me was that yeah. I had no idea that it starts with knowing who you are. What yeah. are your strengths? What are your, what do you value? And I found that in my lifetime, I was living by somebody else's values. They valued tradition and stability and all of those things. <laughs> And that's important. We need to have all, like in my vernacular, we need to have, there's four personality, basic personality mm-hmm. types. There's the people that are in the box. We need those. Those are the organizers. Yeah. Um, yeah we need to have those. But we have to also have the visionaries. Mm-hmm. They're the Steve Jobses of the world. They're right. the visionaries, but they're not good at people skills and they're not good at organization. Then you, and you also need to have the, I call them the techie people, the mm-hmm. tech ones. They're the ones that love to research. Okay. They love to do research. They love to do all of that. They want to have all the data, all the science, all the everything to know exactly how something is going to do all the research. But then you also have to have the nurturers. And I happen to be a nurturer. I want to make a difference in the world. Mm-hmm. So say you have a company. You have, hey, you've got the guy at the top that he's the visionary. Mm-hmm. All right. But now, so you want to do something with your company now. So that visionary, he says, oh, let's do this. Okay. So then, then the researchers come along and say, okay, let's research to see, is that possible? Is it possible? 
Will we make money with it? God dot all the eyes. Then they, the visionary and the knowledge person, they go over to the stability person and they go, okay, now we need systems to put it in place. Mm-hmm. And we have to have systems that work and systems that are progressive and systems that we can plan on and that will work. But then we then you have to bring it to the nurturers. Okay, so now how is this going to impact the world? Because until you are willing to impact the world, because you, you need to have a goal. You right. need to have a vision. And where, how you impact the world, like one of the books that I love is, and I'll give him a plug here, is Steve Farber's book. And it's called Love is Damn Good Business. Hmm. Love what you do in the service of people who love what you do. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely the truth. And more and more companies are realizing now that they will impact they will have their bottom line will be impacted so much more yep. if they have charities, if they have in their employees that they allow people to, especially women and men too, to have days off in different working environments. It is all connected. It is all connected, but it starts at the top. Who is your leader? Yeah. Who is he within what he does? And if yeah. he has that vision also, it trickles down. It does. And, and it down. leadership is so critical. I think it's one of those things that culture is a top down, right? It's a, the, the culture of the organization is a reflection of that leader. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I really lean into self-leadership, right? Yeah. If, if right. you Exactly. Self-leadership. Self-leadership. Start with you. It starts with us. So let's go back again to the space where we're living by other people's rules. Mm-hmm. And as I've been listening to your experience, what's coming up for me is, is that same thing, right? I also grew up in a very small town, rural mm-hmm. area, like it wasn't right. even a town, let's be mm-hmm. honest. I was out on the farm and, and that community of those core beliefs of we need one another. We've got right. to be connected to one another, which right. means that we really have to be nice to one another. Right. All of the time, right? And so that becomes one of your core, not just a belief or a value, it's who you are. If you talk about Midwesterners and they're all super nice, that is a survival mechanism. Because I remember when I was growing up, there would be times when other farmers, there were accidents or sickness or something when they couldn't get out into their fields. And so... Mm What does everybody do? I've got a tractor. I can do this. I'm going to go do that for you. And so I understand connection to those core values. Those are societal. They, those are societal. Yes. We need those. We do. Absolutely. And if I happen to be like you, someone who is more visionary and out of the box and why do we have to do it this way? Just because we've done it this way doesn't mean that the only way that we can do it. Why exactly. do we do it And that doesn't fit so well into those communities where this is how we do it. Exactly. Um, and so I think for me, a couple of things came out of that. One is I'm, I decided that my novel ideas weren't valued. Right. Exactly. And if my ideas aren't valued, and maybe I'm not valued either, and right? And so now I start people. making this mean something about me. Mm-hmm. Instead of just realizing it's not a fit for this community or whatever, hey, they're good. Nobody's wrong here. But when you don't realize you, you 
get to make those decisions for yourself. It's simply, I don't fit in, in this. No, I, I'm not aligned with this, which means there must be something wrong with me. And one of the things that I try to work with right off the bat is, okay, once, I, once we see, give them their personality assessment and then just see where you are. Okay, yeah. now first thing first, Mary, if I'm talking to you and we've now who you are and just what you value with it, from the personality assessment, mm-hmm. then it'll be like, okay, so now let's quit beating ourselves up for the things that we're not. Yes. Let's celebrate the things that we are. Exactly. And that is sometimes so hard to do because it goes against the norm. That's right. And all of those things that we were taught and the people who taught us these things were probably our primary caregivers. So survival was. And they were doing the same thing. They were doing the same thing. They were doing the same thing. And so this, it comes down to this feeling of survival. So some of the core beliefs, let's just go with this core belief of always being nice. Yes. I don't like this. Right. I don't like this core belief because I've seen in my own family, there was a tragedy in my family a, a few years ago and my mom was more interested in being nice to everybody else who was coming over mm-hmm. to give her condolences instead mm-hmm. of saying, you know what? I really, yeah. I, I, I need to shut my door right now. Right. Yeah. She couldn't do it right. because that went against the norm. Because it went against the norm. And so there's that survival piece. And so for the yeah. listeners, I want you to not dismiss like the where you feel disconnected, right? right. It's right. probably, it's giving you information about who you are. Mm-hmm. You, there is room for you in this world. Exactly. There's room for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's just may not be within that community. And that's okay. And Exactly. And I think that's the biggest thing. That's a mic drop. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay to be slightly different. Right. right. You can still be kind. You can still be nice. But you know what? One, one time I was doing a, like a class, a little class thing, and we were talking about the schedule, our schedules. Uh-huh. And I was talking about the things on the thing. And it was like, okay, if you are stuck and you've got, and you're stuck in overwhelm, take a look at your calendar. Is there something on your calendar that you has been there for a couple of months and yet you have not done it? Mm-hmm. If you have not done it for a couple of months and every time you see it, you just go, oh, you know, I'm going to get to that today. And you just, but it's still there the next week. Take it off your schedule. Yes. Because. It is going to keep that, oh, I'm not doing it. I'm not enough. I'm not worth it. I'm not this. I'm not that. Oh, I'm not. I didn't get that to, I didn't get that to that again. All of those feelings are reinforced when, so now take it off the schedule. And we, I had a chat room going and this one girl went, you mean I could take that off of my schedule? It was like she needed permission. Now to take this thing that she wasn't doing it anyways, but right. take it off your schedule so you don't see it. Yes. And you know what? One of the things, and I share with people, like if I'm talking to you, Mary, uh-huh. no is a complete sentence. Uh-huh. Exactly. No, I'm sorry, but that's not going to work for me today. No, you don't need to explain. Amen. No, that's not going to work for me today. Yeah. And you have that ability. 
And that comes down to, I truly believe that it's still in that, you know what? I know who I am. Yes. And I know who I am not. And I think one of the things that, one of the exercises that I have people do is to just really spend time with themselves, looking at themselves, looking at, looking themselves in the eye. Mm-hmm. And when something comes up that, ooh, oh, okay, Barbara, mm-hmm. I forgive you for not doing that. Yes. I Say that again. I, for, I have them look in the mirror. Ellen Cuddy, it's, a, it's on YouTube. And she does the thing called a power pose. Mm-hmm. When you assume a power pose, set your timer for two minutes, but look yourself in the eye in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And okay, you're in your power pose. You're looking at yourself in your mirror. And okay, I forgive you for. Mm-hmm. And use your name. So like it would be Barbara, I forgive you for. Mm-hmm. Whatever the first thought that comes into your mind. And lots of times, Mary, it is something from when you were a kid. Most of the time it will be. Most of the time it will be. Barbara, I forgive you for taking this from the store. I forgive you for taking money from my mom. Or (laughs) those things that we do as kids. Right. Or or I forgive you for being so angry with your mom and that you, because I'm an emotion, I have been an emotion stuffer. Oh, yeah. I forgive you for being so upset and painting black lines on my sister's doll. Yes. Yes. I forgive. As an adult, things happen as an adult. I forgive you for having to declare personal bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. That was mine. Mm -hmm. For the longest time, I would never tell anyone. But you know what? And then my first friend that I told, she said, welcome to my world. I went, really? She said, yeah. Oh, wow. And it, for me, it was such a thing of shame. Right. So that's why if you are feeling something, tell somebody. Yeah. Because then that sheds light on it. But first, forgive yourself for feeling it. Because it's okay to feel. We, feel. we all feel. But how we choose to respond to how we feel is in, entirely up to us. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we get stuck. We get stuck on something by other people's rules. And it's we're conditioned to be that way. So every listener, I let me put it this way. If you as a listener right now feel like, no, I wasn't conditioned in that way, please call me because Mm -hmm. you are an anomaly and I want to know more about you. Yes, exactly. Most of us, we Mm -hmm. did learn from our parents, our primary caregivers, from the third trimester until our seventh year on this planet where our our brains are literally in a hypnotic state. Mm -hmm. And what that means is everything that we're observing, we're downloading as this is how it works. Mm -hmm. Right. how it's supposed to show up. Mm -hmm. So if you had caregivers that doubted themselves and didn't think that they were enough Mm -hmm. or were holding themselves to expectations that other people were telling them, but they didn't believe it either. But by God, if they have to do it, they're going to make their kids do it too. Forgive yourself for ever believing whatever story that was, because it was never intended for you in the first place. Mm-hmm. Right. Forgive yourself. And that's where so often that we get into the workforce 
And we we take on a job because that was what our family did. Yes. That's those were those were the and we come into college. So many people, when they have no idea what their calling is, they don't know what, what they're meant to do. And now all of a sudden they're caught in the grind of that, ooh, they have a house, they have a mortgage, they have a family, they need to pay. Yeah. But then all of a sudden they get to 40. What am I going to do? Oh, my goodness. What am I? I hate this. Yes. They dread Monday morning. They yeah. dread their schedule. They dread going to the office. I'm sorry, but that's not the way to live. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's not the way to live. And find something that you have to live. We like I'm a, my mission is to make happiness the norm rather than the exception, because I truly believe that each and every one of us we deserve to lead happy, healthy, debt free, abundant lives. Yes. We're responsible for our lives. We are. And as hard as that is, I'm responsible for my life. Mm -hmm. I'm responsible for my day-to-day life. Like this morning, I woke up and I wasn't totally in. And I said, right at this moment, Barbara, you have to get up. So you can either choose to get up grumpy or you can choose to get up and be enthusiastic about the day. Mm -hmm. But it was a conscious choice. And today it was a little bit harder to make. But it's Barbara, okay, yeah, you're getting up and you're going to be enthusiastic about the day because that impacts every people, things happen to everybody. And yes. I think so often we hear, but 95, 90% of what happened, the results of the things that happened to us are things that we, that it's our attitude. Exactly. If you think that every, if you think what's happened to you is bad and you just go, I can't believe that happened to me. And it just, you embellish it and it gets more and more. Guess what? Your result is going to be negative. Exactly. It's like planting seeds. If Uh you plant a thistle, you're going to get a thistle. Uh But if you harvest the thistle, you might find there's another, there's a seed of a pumpkin under it. Okay. Now you've gotten rid of the thistle. Oh, I've got a pumpkin because there was was one pumpkin seed. So utilize that one pumpkin seed. Yeah. Don't worry about the thistles. Exactly. Recently, I was watching a program uh, featuring Bruce Lipton, who wrote Biology of Belief. Yes, the Biology of Belief. For those listeners, if you don't know Bruce Lipton, please get the book, scour YouTube. There's lots of YouTubes out there. And one of the things that I didn't know in in this particular program is, of course, we can measure our our brainwave patterns through EEGs, right? Mm -hmm. Right. But now they can also measure through a mag a magno MRI. Forgive me if I'm I'm wrong, but basically they can measure the energy that is coming from our thoughts outside of our head. I believe so. I think that oftentimes we think our thoughts are are just for us and they're just mm-hmm. in our own head, but our thoughts are directly creating energy and putting it out as a broadcast. So as you were saying, if I'm going to just keep complaining and blaming and for all of my experiences, that's going out. And we've all heard like a track set is going to come back because, oh, this is this is what I'm putting out there. We're going to get more of that. And so I rob it back 10 times more. Yes, I think that's fascinating. So our thoughts create energy and that energy will attract us back more of those thoughts and the thing is so many people and when i first learned this money is also energy yes 
So if you're always worried about not having enough money, guess what? You're never going to have enough money. Exactly. Everything is energy. Everything is, is energy. Yep. And so the energy that you put out there is yep. what is going to come back to you. But one of the one of the fascinating things that they have, I don't know if you've listened to the Schumann resonance, okay. that is the, the resonance of the earth. It's right. 7.83 megahertz. Okay. When I, like lots of times, if I am not worried, it's not the right word, but if I'm, if I have something that I have to make a decision about, I will put on the Schumann resonance mm -hmm. because that's the same resonance as our brain. Yes. And sometimes it, I'll put it on and I will start to cry. Mm -hmm. And it is such a good release. Mm -hmm. And then as I sit there and just listen to the resonance and take a breath, and then it's, oh, that's what I can do. Yes. And it just pops into your mind. Oh, that's what I can do. And then I go on to that inspired action. That's right. It is that simple. But, and that's why I love doing these shows, because when I first heard about the Schumann Resonance, it was mm -hmm. like, what is that? Mm -hmm. And I went and researched it because right. they talked about the resonance, the, re the Schumann Resonance, the resonance of the earth is the same as the resonance of your brain. Wow. So if Thank the you. earth is the resonance the same as my brain, how are we connected? Exactly. And the other thing I hear, too, is a pattern excuse me, a pattern that I've become aware of and am breaking down. But my former self thought that I had to have everything figured out. Right, exactly. Like if I just knew everything that I needed to know and, and did everything I was supposed to do, I was going to be fine. I was going to be enough. I was yeah. going to be fine. Right. And that, is, that creates chronic stress. Right. Okay, and, so and you can never be enough. Because it's never enough. Because there's always going to be somebody who knows more. That's who's right. faster, like for athletes, there's yeah. always going to be somebody. Look at Richard Ban Bannister. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever thought that you could run a four-minute mile. Right. Once he proved them wrong, how mm -hmm. many people in the next, I think in the next year, 13 people did it. Yeah. Okay. Guess what, people? It's possible. It's possible. And I want to highlight this idea about a belief, because I want to come back to what you had said a minute ago about money being energy. Money is energy. And I know this. I'm guilty of it myself. Mm -hmm. There's part of me, I want this. I want money or whatever that is. But I don't have the belief that it's possible. Right. Exactly. And so for me, that's that was the piece that I, beyond the knowing, I had to add the believing. Mm -hmm. And the believing Definitely. required me to get into my heart space. Right. I was really protected from that. That doesn't feel good. Emotions mm -hmm. are all over the place. Mm -hmm. I'm a highly sensitive person anyway. Right. Yep. And so I felt like my emotions just would take over mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. And so I, I didn't get into that space, which is why I was never the leader that I wanted to be in that first iteration. Because right. I thought if I just know it and do it, it's going to be enough. Right. right. But it's not. And so I, I just want to, to remind everybody again, like when we're saying just put it out there and that's a thought, it's a thought, but the energy of the belief is really the magnetic part. Right. It's the belief behind it and the heart centered. Like the, for me, it comes back to does what you're doing make your heart sing? There you go. 
And if it does, then okay, then someone else is going to hear your tune. Yes. And those are the people that you want to associate with. If somebody comes along and says, what are you doing? Why are you, this is stupid. This is crazy. They're, it's not making their heart sing, so they don't understand it. They're not hearing the tune. And for, for them, you are off key. Yes. And that's okay. Because you, you, go, you just keep putting, you just keep singing your song. Mm-hmm. Keep singing your song. Yes. And the people that resonate with your song will find you. That's right. It's like sheep. We're like, we are like sheep. You're like, that's why shepherds sing. They have their own distinct call. And people will always say, what do you mean, Barb? Is when my, when, and this still goes on today. It is when they have sheep and they're moving, mm-hmm. they will move all the sheep in what, at one time. Mm-hmm. Then what happens at the, when they're done with like sheep drive, mm-hmm. they've got to get their own sheep. Guess what? Each shepherd starts mm-hmm. their song and those sheep separate themselves and come to their shepherd. It's an actual fact of shepherding. I did not know this. They what still a great that. metaphor. They still do that. And, oh. that, and, and this still goes on. Because when they migrate, like the, migrate, the, the tribes that migrate, the people that still migrate, uh-huh. they have winter grounds and summer grounds. They put them all together and then they find their own sheep. And then the sheep, all the shepherd does is stand and start calling and the sheep call to them. And I know it for a fact because my nephew, he raised goats, he, the little, those little pygmy goats, uh-huh. yep. thing. but anyways, and he would just come and he would go in and get out there, get out their stacks of feed. And then he would start calling them. And sure enough, all the goats would come from wherever they are, either down by the river or what they were doing. And then all the goats would call, and they would call and he, they would hear his voice and they wouldn't call when any of that, when any, we would try. No, it's not tuning oh, in here. Not, not no. tuning in. And that's, the, that's where the resonance of the earth comes in. Tune no. into the resonance of the earth. It's the same as our brain. Thank you for being with us today. Oh, this was awesome, Maria. Just it's yeah, so much fun. Right, so much fun. It is fun. Is it, it is. because we hear other people's voices? Yeah, and we hear what's heart what makes their heart sing and that's i think is the most important thing that you can know is what makes your heart sing and i also just want to just add one more thing to this is that in earlier generations we didn't have access to these other ideas as much as we do now and so you were stuck with whatever your community was teaching you like that's the way of the world and so in the past like my mother's and my grandmother's generation they did the best they could with what they had. Mm-hmm. We have more now. Right. We right. have people like you and I who have devoted our lives to not only understanding the the terrain of this journey that we've both taken, mm-hmm. but now we are we're equipped to guide others, guide others as well. And so I believe that's what you and I are both here for. And so for those listeners who are still living by other people's rules, holding themselves responsible for beliefs or emotions or things that they've done, give yourself, it's okay. And have the courage to explore who you are. Who do you really want to be? Right. So if you're going to let go of everybody else's rules, what are the rules that you want to create for yourself? Exactly. I know. I'll leave you with one last thought. 
sometimes we all mess up. Yes. If you feel that you have messed up your life, okay, you've messed up, mess up, mm -hmm. but then go on. Yes. So if you have done, if you have messed up, if you feel you've messed up your life, okay, fine. Fess up and say, hey, I, this, I wasn't, this was not the life that I thought I was going to lead. But now move on to find out what is. Yes. And it's and Marty, You needed to mess up in order to say, this isn't me. This isn't who I wanted this to be. Let's not even label it as a failure. Let's label this as information. And what do you want to do with that information? Yeah. Exactly. Oh. All right. Barbara, you had mentioned earlier that you have a gift for the listeners. I do. It is a free person. Now, do you have meeting notes? We'll put the link in the meeting. We'll put the link in the show notes for sure. What's your website? Okay. It is Wait, Life okay. Training Today. And you can uh, take a look at that. And that is my more of my wellness part. Mm -hmm. But reach out to me. And you can just reach out to me on LinkedIn or on Alignable or on Facebook. And I, had, I do a free personality assessment, the assessment, and I do a free that you can just have a conversation with me. And that's just a conversation with me and would love to chat with you. That is wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. And again, there, those links to Barbara's web address will be in our show notes and we'll also include the link to sign up for this assessment giveaway. Find out what your strengths are. Find out right. what makes you uniquely right. you. Right. So that you can embrace that. Forgive everyone else for being them. It's their job. That's their role. But give yourself permission to really step into you. Thank you again. Oh, this was such a... Thank you so much for having me. This was absolutely fun. Absolutely. Thank you.